honest to God, Barker, I'm tired of talking about runners in scoring position. <laughs> so let's Get talk about runners in scoring position in the 10th <laughs> inning. What about uh, that? I'll give you your choice. I'll open the phone lines, 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Uh, Kevin and I are going to talk about that 10th inning. Should you have bunted with Santiago Espinal? Any issues with the way Charlie handled the bullpen? Kevin will start. And, yes, we will talk about Vladdy's at bat with the bases loaded. Don't don't worry. We'll save a special section for that. Top of the 10th. Now, the Jays changed the lineup again today. Santiago Espinal hitting second. The guy's been the best hitter in the team for most of the season. And, I mean, I guess why not put him hit, have him hitting second? Um, so we know that. Charlie has taken the guy who has been his best hitter, moved him in the second spot. Kevin, the 10th inning, the Jays get the ghost runner in second. It's George Springer. You've got Espinal, Guerrero, Bichette, Teoscar coming up. Um, of course, George Springer's automatically in scoring position when he's in yep. second. But given the way this team has hit or has not hit this year. My two thoughts are one, I'm going to let Espinal swing away because other than Springer, he's probably the guy who's got the best chance of getting a hit tonight. I'm saying that's one way to look at it. Two, I drop the bunt. I give Vladdy and Bo a chance to bring him in. I mean, if I can't, if I can't do that, if those two guys can't come through with the runner in third base, I probably don't deserve to win the game anyhow. For me, if you're Charlie... I, I just wonder what you're thinking there. And I understand when you're on the road, maybe you don't want to bunt. But your Correct. team's the worst. Uh, your team's the worst. <coughs> excuse yeah. me. Your your team's the worst team in baseball with runners in scoring positions. Like they're you're, you're 0 for seven already. This is a for me anyway. This is a no brainer. I'm watching that game. I'm yelling and screaming at the TV set. Why why isn't Espinal bunting Springer to third base? Uh, what would make Charlie think? That any at bat that he's seen from Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, or Teoscar Hernandez tonight, that that just screams confidence. That when the guys and runners and score with well, guys standing at second base or third base, well, uh, he's gonna they're gonna drive them in. For me, this is a no brainer. This is one of those things where this is why you have managers. You take the the thought process out of it. You put the ball on the ground. You move the runner to third base. It makes it an easier at bat. If they, if they walk Vladdy, okay, fine and dandy, which I would never walk Vladdy. The way he's swinging right now and the way he's in and out of the zone with his barrel, I, I'm not walking him. But, you know, if they wanted to, at least now you have Bo that can come up. He at least has an approach that he can get it in the outfield. We all know what Teoscar's doing. So I just think the at-bats would be a little bit easier with a runner on third base with less than two out. So I question that. And, you know, it puts a lot of pressure. At least you could bring Jordan Romano in instead of trying to, to piece it together with Phelps, who pitched yesterday an inning in the third, and Ryan Barucki. At least you could bring in your closer with a runner on second. Now, I know he doesn't like that, but it's the 10th inning. These are special times, and you're going to bring your best guy in. I'm just saying it would put pressure on a home team to have to do everything right to at least tie the baseball game. And, I just think that's the golden opportunity that was lost there by just not laying a ball down and, and making it easier for the guy standing on the on-deck circle to have a quality about that without having to get a hit. Just didn't make any sense to me. I mean, a couple of things there. First, of course, Espinal has been the one guy in this team, uh, you know, the, the one guy in this team that's been hitting. We talked about that. That that was – I mean, that's something that goes against it. Secondly – 
traditionally I don't like playing for that one run on the road uh, because especially with, as you mentioned, Romano, my closer, who is just is not the same guy with a man on base. I get all that, but it's just I it, here's where I have a difficult time hammering Charlie tonight is it goes against everything we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks to do that. You've taken the bat out of the hands of your best hitter. The guy, you changed the lineup for this guy, basically. You have put your closer in a position where he is pitching with a man on second. Now, even though if he is the best closer in baseball, uh, <clears throat> you know the, the, the point is Jordan Romano is the, we, is the different pitcher with, with a man on base compared to Queen Inning. So I'm just saying you can kind of flip that argument in its head, too. Maybe, maybe not. Not for me. I, I think this is a, <clears throat> this is a no-brainer. Just where your team's at. I understand that Santiago Espinal, at least for me, the last seven games is nine for twenty-six with an on-base percentage of three forty-six. That's why he's hitting second. He's trying to get on base to make the, the Vladdy's job a little bit easier, so he can zone up and stop chasing. That's the whole point. Is trying to get traffic on the bases to where maybe a pitcher's paying more attention to the traffic than they are Vladdy. So maybe Vladdy will stop expanding. He get a pitch right down the middle maybe he'll be a little bit better on time and can level out his swing and, and hit a ball hard up the middle <clears throat> but it's the 10th inning Jeff they're 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position I mean yeah, I, I know I know but look, I'm just they're at bats look awful like they don't look I know but bad they look awful and I just think for me anyway you 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 simplify it you make that at bat a little bit easier now Vladdy if he gets to hit he walks to the plate I don't have to get a hit now now all I have to do is maybe hit a a you know one hopper towards the the side of the second baseman to where he has to move to score the run like he doesn't have to have a a hit to score a run there and to me we also I just need dad we also need dad that Bo Bichette, that was a hell <clears throat> that was a hell of a catch by Donovan in right field and Bo Bichette's line. Okay, if they if they walk inning. Vladdy there, if they walk Vladdy there, that guy dives. George Springer scores from third base. It's less than two outs. Yeah, I I know, but I'm but I'm just I'm 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 playing that I'm playing that through. Sure. I also, I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the bottom of the tenth inning there. Uh, a, you know, a grand slam walk off grand slam by Paul Goldschmidt. I I know as soon as I mean I I looked at you and Paul Goldschmidt came up. I, the game was over. Uh, it was done. It was going to end one way or another. It just was. There was, I mean, it was, there was no question about it. He was doomed. Um, so what you're any saying. issue with uh, with going to Baraki? Sure, in that I would have loved it. I, I love David Phelps. I think he can pitch to a guy's weakness. And Paul Goldschmidt pitched a lot now, which, didn't we just say? And in a third, he threw 17 pitches. Tell me, can't go one more batter. Again, it's this is a you know Ryan Barucki's in love with the slider, and and when he's filling that pitch in the bullpen and these big time situations, we talked about him today. It's the it's the energy that he's not bringing when he's leaving the bullpen to coming on the mound, and you can see it in his face. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I just thought if I again this is we're second guessing all these moves that they make. I just thought leave him out there, let him throw four or five more pitches, they get out of the inning, and maybe they'll win the game that way. Russ in New Jersey, I called the Blue Jays offense unwatchable yesterday. I think we're on the same page, aren't we? You know, this team has scored less three runs or less in more than half their games this year. They've had mm -hmm. one double-digit run game, which was the first game of the season. If I'm a betting man, they're going to come out of it, but it's starting to get to a point where, you know, and I don't believe the Yankees are going to keep this up, but, 
you know, you're seven games out and you just don't see light at the end of the tunnel, especially the Reds. You go in there, you score what seven runs or something mm-hmm. against the worst team in the worst team in baseball that people have been beating up on. I don't know what the answer is, but it just it, you believe Guerrero's going to come out. You believe Chapman's going to hit, you know, better. Um, you believe Guriel's going to come through, but it just it's right now very, very difficult to watch. Uh, you know, I think they're the worst runners in scoring position, and the stats go on and on and on. So I just don't know. I don't believe Marcus Simeon is that good that he can, you know, you pay, you know, what? Well, what? yeah, I, th- I think we may see, we may be seeing that Marcus Simeon profited from playing in some of those minor league ballparks. I mean, you know, you got him, a, got him a very nice contract. He'll probably never be the player he was last year. Um, but you know, all, all that aside, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right about Kevin Russ is right about about the offense. Look, it's 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 not that I find this team unwatchable. My God, the pitching we're getting out of this team, I watch that any day. But I, I I'm just tired of seeing clueless. I'm tired of seeing clueless at bats. That's that's the only way the only word I can use here. And yeah, I understand this is a right hand heavy lineup. We talked about it today in Blair and Barker. They faced fewer left-handed or had fewer at bats against left-handed pitchers than any team in baseball. There's a reason for that. There's an absolute reason for that. This team needs another bat. I've, I've moved on from thinking Kevin that, well, we need another power arm in the bullpen. Yeah, that'd be great. Do that at the deadline right now. This team needs another bat. It needs an impact bat. And I think maybe, it may be time for Ross Atkins to say, you know, all the stuff I did in the offseason hmm. hasn't made this team better. Matt Chapman, Matt Chapman makes this team better. I'm giving – all I want Matt Chapman to do is play defense. And thank God this team plays defense. It would be worse than it is right now. But they need another hitter. And, you know, if, if, if you want to replace Lourdes Gurriel Jr., I'm fine. If you want it to be a DH, I'm fine. But they definitely need a lefty bat here, Kevin, and right, and, they right don't, now, and not not another Bradley Zimmer. They need right, a, right, an impactful bat. Exactly right. Right. You know, you and Russ are all over it. That's a great call by Russ. It, it's just for for me. Notice in the seventh inning, I, I've been preaching about certain pitches that you can lay off. You know, those, those swing counts. Oh, oh, is a swing count in today's game. One oh is a swing count. Two one is a swing count. That if you can lay off the nasty pitch. An example: seventh inning, Jeff. Uh, George Springer laid off that one one curveball. That mm. you know he he obviously was guessing hater because the guy was a hard thrower and he was cheating a little bit. He's a DH, been sitting over. There a while you could tell he's trying to get it geared up but he laid off that and that led to a walk the Santiago Espinal 2-2 fastball that, that was the way he he laid off of that pitch that's a pitcher's pitch normally they chase that he laid off it he walked that's the point here I think when you're watching these games and you're watching these hitters that'll make you scratch your head is why do they get themselves out all the time why is it so easy to consistently get them to chase in 0-0-1-0 and 2-1 counts and for me until they actually start making adjustments and can figure out ways to not do that. I just, you know, again, I, I want a, a good left-handed bat in here too. But does that hide the fact that Vladdy's doing what Vladdy's doing? Lourdes is doing what Lourdes is doing? Matt Chapman's hitting 180 in the 180s. <laughs> I know he's hitting some balls hard, but it's still 180. I just, you know, for me right now at least, when I watch these games, it's just those swing counts that for whatever reason they tend to chase puts them behind in the count, and when they're behind in the count, it just seems like they're guessing more. And because they're guessing more, they're late on, on a lot of fastballs, and that for me just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, we've also got to talk about the uh, that seventh inning as well. 
Um, and if you're going to send in a text in the text line of 590, 590, please include your name and number or your name and location. But I'm going to go with this because this, this texter didn't send in his or her name. Uh, it's an Ottawa area code, though. Shout out to those of you in Ottawa. I hope you got your power back. I hope all that stuff's getting taken care of. The texter says they didn't lose that game in the 10th. They lost it in the 7th. Talk about Vladdy's at bat. Two walks with the bases loaded. Vladdy comes up, swings at the first pitch, and everybody's going swinging. Don't swing at the first pitch. Kevin, you made a good you made a good point though about the pitch he swung at. So I think it's slider. He's got to hit that, doesn't he? He's got to hit that. Absolutely, that's a hanging slider to a really good hitter. That if he's going decent, not not great, if he's going decent, he hammers that pitch. That's probably a grand slam, or at, at the very least, that's a two run double. Like that's yep. that's just one of those at bats, right? When it's going bad for a certain guy that you expect to be hammering baseballs, and mechanically, right now he's in between. When he's in between, it just it seems like it's out and around. He's trying to speed up everything, and he's trying to cheat to get to haters, and it looks sort of the way it looks. And when he's going bad, the team looks awful. In my mind, seven three, Paul Goldschmidt walks off the Blue Jays. Seven three for the St. Louis Cardinals. In the first of a brief two-game series, 416-870-0590, 590 is a text line, star 590. You got something to say about tonight's game? You want a vent? You got suggestions? We're here for you. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety seven three the Toronto Blue Jays losing to the St Louis Cardinals and now the Bet three six five standings update with Bet three six five you can watch thousands of live games you can build your own bet and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played nineteen plus play responsibly Ontario only if you're looking for good news tonight. I don't have any for you. Nah, I'm just kidding. The Baltimore Orioles, that's what we're reduced to in this city. On May 23rd, we're reduced to cheering for the Baltimore Orioles. What the hell is up with that, Barker? It's early. Like, if that doesn't define suckitude, I don't know what does. Anyhow, (laughs) these are the standings. The Orioles beat the Yankees 6-4 tonight. Aaron Judge had two more home runs. Just pay the man already. Steinbrenner, Cashman, just pay the man. Mm. Just... Just pay him. Not Anyhow, if the Yankees trout are, money. Yeah, I'd rather. Yeah, well, the Yankees are twenty nine and thirteen. They've lost three in a row. Woo hoo! Tampa Bay is twenty four and seventeen. <laughs> Kevin Barker's Toronto Blue Jays are twenty two and twenty. <laughs> the Boston Red Sox have won five in a row. They're nineteen and twenty two. And shh, here come the laugh a minute Baltimore Orioles. That's right, the team that we poked fun at every day for the first five weeks of the season. They are four. Count them. Four wins back at Kevin Barker's Blue Jays. Ouch. There you go. I mean, I may have I, oversold that a little bit. I do believe I it's, you that, that. That, it's you that pokes fun at the Baltimore Orioles. I, I do indeed. And, and the Red Sox. Huh. Chris and Stony Creek, you're going to agree with Barker. I don't know why the hell I'm putting you on if you're going to agree with Barker. Because <laughs> he's a smart I mean, guy. Chris is a smart guy. The hell. That's why. Oh, man. That's so frustrating to watch, man. I agree with you, Jeff. They are just really easy to pitch to, man. Like other it makes than you, doesn't it? Doesn't it make you happy that there's legalized pot sales in Ontario? Watching this team, <laughs> it really does. 
Like, come on. I don't think there's enough marijuana in all dispensaries in all of Ontario to put up with this girl. I'm serious, man. I'm telling you, buddy. Like, I mean, to watch them go up there, I mean, other than Springer and Espinal, is there an easier lineup to pitch to than these guys right now? Honestly, you know? And I mean, I, 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 I mean, it, this is just my opinion, but I mean, massive brain fart to bring Baraki in. Like, Baraki, I'm sorry, man, but he doesn't pitch well to righties, and all the guy has to do is go and, and pinch hit for a guy who's been in the major leagues for four freaking games, okay? And then the matchup doesn't really match him. And I don't know about you, but Baraki doesn't really, you know, emit the most confidence out of, out of all mm. those guys in the pen. And Phillips was pitching well. He was actually hitting his spots, you know what I mean, right? And if this guy with four games experience in Major League gets on base, then the matchup actually fits well for Phillips. So I really don't understand that move. Like, the only way it makes sense is because he's looking for the matchup, but that matchup is easy to get away from once you pinch. Hey, here, here's a novel idea. You can pinch hit somebody and then get the matchup that you want, you know? Look, one of the reasons, Chris, that I think you saw – uh, Ryan Barucki used today is Charlie Montoyo made it pretty clear a couple of days ago that with Tim Meza out, this was an opportunity for Ryan Barucki to, you know, to take a job and run with it. And I mean, I hate to say that you experiment in game, but we did see Julian Merriweather and Ryan Barucki pitch today. And I think it's, I, 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 I think it's important that we find out what Ryan Barucki is all about. And it may have come back to bite Charlie here. I don't know, Kevin, how you feel about that. Uh, they're too late in the season for me anyway to, to, to look for any things. Of- I think we just lost Kevin again. So why don't we, while we get Kevin back, do we still have Peter and St. Louis in the line? I was at the game, like you said. Um, I am driving home. I live about 45 minutes outside, so I'm on uh, – Route, uh, okay. Route 64. So, so I thought you were uh, driving back to Toronto, and, I, and, and I've actually, a long story, but I've made that drive. Don't ask me why. Please don't ask me why, but I've, I've, I've made that drive, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, anyhow, it's interesting. But go ahead. Yeah, it is interesting. I've driven back to Syracuse a ton, so, uh, where I used to watch Bark play. But anyway, so my, my biggest problem um, was twofold. One is, I mean, Goldschmidt took both of both of Barucky's fastballs. And he just, I mean, he was sitting slider the whole time. And just, it just frustrates me. And my daughter was with us and I was like, he's got to just fix, he's got to stay on the fastball. He's looking slider. Just if you're going to get beat, because she's a pitcher. And I'm like, if you're going to get beat, get beat with your best pitch. And I know he's in love with the slider right now, but man, that, if he would have thrown a fastball, I'd still think I'd still be in the ballpark. Um, he at bats, tell Bark, I know he's not on, but tell Bark that I did yell numerous times to uh, split the plate <laughs> and hunt the heater. Um, you were the guy who DM'd us today, right? Correct. George Bell's mustache. You're George um, Bell's mustache. There you go. Yes, sir. And I also was the one that watched Bark play at, at Syracuse a bunch So um, at the Enterprise. But anyways, I, I love you guys' show. I, it's so frustrating watching these guys. Like, they – just the, the, you know, the Springer, you know, Springer obviously hit the home run and moving Espy up. I mean, it's just like, and I know why they move Espy up, but you feel bad that you're even taking a bat away from Bo and, and Vladdy because they're, they should be what's leading the team. So a lot yeah. of frustration, a lot of Jays fans, Jays fans were well represented. 
Um, and uh, I can't say enough about your how how much you guys entertain us. We we love the show. Oh, thanks. Um, I appreciate it, man. And uh, definitely, I, I'm, we're going tomorrow. My kids got practice, so I'll be coming in a little late. But we were in the third row today behind the plate. Tomorrow, we're going to go sit out at the bullpen with the guys. So awesome. um, I appreciate everything. All right, Peter. Thanks for the call, man. Drive safely. Thank you. Kevin, we just had uh, Peter on while we were wrestling with uh, technology. And he, he made a point about uh, Barucky falling in love with the slider, something you've talked about. And he's wondering if that at bat, you know, Look, Paul Goldschmidt knows about Ryan Barucki, knows the same thing we do about Ryan Barucki. Juice stuck a fastball there. What if it, with the one-two pitch, if it would have been a better slider and he would have either bounced it or tried to backfoot it a little bit more, which I think that's what him and Kirk were trying to do, is trying to backfoot it to Paul. But I'm with you. Paul's a really good hitter. He's, he's short enough. You can see he was choking up. He'd mm-hmm. been choking up all night with two strikes because Barrios was eating him up with the slow breaking balls and, and the elevated fastball. But that's if when you're a good hitter and you're standing on the on deck circle and you see your buddy who's not as good a hitter as you getting a bunch of sliders and in, 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 you know counts that matter. Boy, you're probably going to be looking for it. Right. You're probably going to shorten right. up and look for that slider. And when you get it, because you're short and quick to the baseball, and because you're Paul Goldschmidt, probably going to do something good with it. And it just gets back to that point where why, if you're Charlie, would you put him in that situation? We just haven't seen enough of Barucky in these games that matter like this to come but, up and face the meat of the order, especially yeah. when they're right-handed, it, it's just a tough sell with it, especially the way your, your offense is looking. You're not scoring a ton of runs. Yeah, I got I, I, I still, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it on his head a bit, Kevin. I think you need to see what you have in Ryan Barucki. I, I, I really do. This is an opportunity to use him, And I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say then, you know, the, the timed experiment is, is April 11th or April 12th. It's not May 23rd when you're, playing against the St. Louis Cardinals and you're you've got Paul Goldschmidt rattling around. I get that. But man, if you're the Jays and you don't have Tim Mazey, you gotta see you gotta see what Ryan Barucki can or cannot do. I mean there's he's teased this organization, Kevin, for three years. Like they've ridden with him through thick and thin. Now he's healthy. Now there's a crying need for a guy who can come out of the bullpen and get lefties and righties out. I get what you're saying. But to me, this was the perfect opportunity to go to Ryan Barucki, and it maybe didn't work out. And now you know. What, maybe you know what you got. Now it's just going to be again. It's one of those things where it's a one-two count. You got to you got to understand what the counts are. What you need to do is a pitcher to a really good hitter. They've been getting him out all night with elevated fastballs. There's 97 miles an hour. Barucki does. I I know you fall in love with the the 90s and the 87 mile an hour to to 90 mile an hour slider, but occasionally you got to go across the. You got to do something different. And I would just think, you know, if you're going to get beat, maybe I guess that he was thinking in the bullpen as much as he's throwing the slider. It was breaking in the bullpen when he got in the game. It just didn't look good to me. And that gets that gets to the point where when you're in a one two count, it's okay to miss bigger. Maybe a good hitter will chase. He's been, you know, he's been he been getting his, uh, he's been taken behind the woodshed by Barrios all night. Maybe we chase there. Who knows? Bark, thanks for uh, bearing with us through the technological or technical issues. There will be none tomorrow morning from 10 to noon Eastern. Blair and Barker, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and Sportsnet 360. We will be back tomorrow following the second game of this very brief series between the Cardinals and the Blue Jays. So the final score tonight from Bush Stadium in St. Louis, the Cardinals 7, 
Blue Jays 3. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans. We'll be right back.